preacher came to hear me preach one night, and when I finished the sermon, he came upon the platform and he stood a little over to the side. He waited till everybody had finished. And then he came over and shook my hand and his lingo said, I's, uh, I's really in Georgia preaching. But he says, uh, but I've been told about you before I came. He said, there's one thing I want you to know. You is white outside, but you is black inside. <laughs> I took that as a compliment, amen. <laughs> now, Brother Petty, I want you and Brother Jimmy both to repent. Brother David's already repented. He said, I wouldn't get to chapter 4, and I did. You two fellas said I wouldn't get through, but I have. I'm fixing to. <laughs> Repeated invitation time. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming. This is my 18th year, somewhere along in there. And it's been good 18 years. We've seen a lot of changes. We've seen a lot of folks come and go. We've seen a time when they said this place is dead and they won't ever make it. Uh, you know you can't fight against God and you can't kill what he's in. So we're glad that you came in, and I appreciate you coming to hear me preach in the mornings. I know it's, you're not coming just for me. But I, any preacher appreciates seats that are filled with people rather than empty. I'd a lot rather preach to, to people than I had to those empty chairs. And I don't say how much I appreciate Brother David's preaching and all these other preachers. It's been a blessing to God just being here camping for a little while. Turn with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 4. Well, this morning, I, I got a truth embedded in my heart. I was putting on the pair of pants that I have on. And just as I got them on, I looked down and I saw a torn place here and kind of a messed up place on the knee. And it dawned on me, this is the pair of pants I had on when I fell. I started to pull them off because of the tear and then it dawned on me, no, I'm going to use these for an illustration. That there's some things in the fall of man that leaves scars even grace can't remove after you get saved. Now God can forgive your sins, but there are consequences of sins you may live with with the rest of your life. There may be marks that are left behind that you can't do anything about. But I'm thankful to God for the healing process that he gives. And so it's a lesson to me and a reminder to me. All I've got to do is, is look at this and remember the fall. And then to think about the grace of God that lifted me up and saved my soul. Well, that won't cost you anything. That was my lesson this morning. <laughs> but here in the book of Ruth... Ruth has just come to Naomi's house. If you if you look in your outline, it's on page number eleven. I want us to go back and pick up verse eighteen. While she is at Naomi's house, as far as we know, then said she, "Sit still, my daughter." Until I know how the matter will fall, for the men will not be in rest until you finish the thing this day. Uh, look at your outline on the last part of number three, which is four in parenthesis. And we'll pick up the story where Ruth is. I used an illustration yesterday, I, I want to use again, about this chair. Uh, Ruth has been brought out of Moab. She's come into the field of Boaz. She's been at Boaz's feet, and the last thing she received in chapter 3 was the promise from Boaz. 
the promise from Boaz was that I'll do for you all that you require. All that redemption requires, I will do. Now, Naomi had instructed Ruth in the way to approach Boaz. I shared with you how it must be an orderly arrangement under the guidance of Naomi. That's the way you approach the Lord Jesus for salvation. It's an orderly arrangement under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who guides you and directs you, instructs you, convicts you, reproves you, and brings you to the Lord Jesus. Even when you don't know how it operates, if you'll go along with the Holy Ghost, He'll bring you to Jesus. Well, here is Ruth in Naomi's house. Now, Ruth has gone as far as she can go. Naomi said, sit still, my daughter, settle down, and rest. In other words, believe, Ruth, this is a position of faith. Now, this is the place where Ruth sits down in confidence. She's abiding in the promise. She believes Boaz will do for her what Boaz said he would do. That's a place where a sinner is saved when he believes Jesus will do for him what Jesus said he would do. For Ruth, it is the he will do it for me place. For me, it was the he's already done it for me place. In New Testament truth, this is the place of salvation. In New Testament truth, you didn't have to have a fourth chapter. The fourth chapter was already experienced almost 2,000 years ago. He didn't have to redeem me. Thank God he'd already redeemed me. Here's Ruth in Naomi's house looking to the Redeemer, looking for the redemption. Naomi says, Ruth, you sit still until you hear the tidings. Until you know. I used that word know yesterday. It means tidings until you're acquainted knowledgeably with the redemption being finished. That's what you call a no-soul salvation, ladies and gentlemen. Now, God doesn't have anything else but no soul salvation. You say, well, I think I've been saved. I guess I've been saved. You had not been to Naomi's house and you had not been redeemed by the Redeemer. There's no best soul, thank soul, maybe so. Hey, you need to get acquainted with what Jesus has done for you. What Naomi said to Ruth was, you sit there, you be still until you hear from Boaz, until you hear from Bethlehem, until you get the judgment call, until you find how the court ruled, until you see whether or not he purchased you. If he purchased you, you'll know you belong to him. If he didn't, you don't have a chance. In other words, Ruth came to the place to where she said, live by sickness, live. It's all on him. (laughs) Hey, she's sitting in all this house with nothing she can do. That's the reason not by works or by merits. It didn't make any difference how good or bad Ruth was. It didn't make any difference what Ruth did or didn't do. It was all left up to Boaz. That's a restful place. I can hear Naomi say, Ruth, be still. I can hear the Holy Ghost say, you've done it all you knew. It's not my words. You quit your trying and trust the Redeemer. This is the believing place. This is the reason why you do the believing. He does the saving. You couldn't believe it if the Holy Ghost didn't bring you to that place. That's his business to reprove your sin, show you you're lost, bring you to the Savior and let you believe on him. And when you believe on him, he does what he promised. With Ruth, she's looking to it now. Don't forget. With us, we're looking back. This is as far as you go in your testament truth. But since it's Old Testament typology, you've got to go along with the type. Boaz is the type of the Redeemer. He's the kinsman. He's the type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, our Lord, has already redeemed us. We'll see that in this fourth chapter in typology. 
But what you've got to see, ladies and gentlemen, is that every sinner, makes no difference who that sinner is, is brought by the Holy Spirit like Naomi brought Ruth out of Moab, brings her to her house, and in her house, there Ruth claims the promise, and she says, He will redeem me. He promised to redeem me. My hopes and aspirations are in Boaz. That's the reason why there's got to come a time when you get your eyes off of yourself and where you came from onto the Redeemer and what He's done for you. The trouble most sinners, they want to still look at Boaz and see if they're sorry enough or sorry enough for their sins for the Lord to forgive you. There comes a time, get your eyes off of yourself and look at Boaz. Look at Jesus. He is the Savior. And if you see what He did for you, it's already done. Man, when he says it's going to be done so fast, you have to look back on it. <laughs> the years that you believe, they'll come divine quickening in your heart. He'll make you a new creature in Christ Jesus because he's already redeemed you. With Ruth, she hasn't been redeemed yet. You ask her, is there a doubt in your heart, Ruth? No. No doubt. He will redeem me. How'd she know that? He promised. Do you ever believe his promise? It's done. With Ruth, she believes his promise that he will. With us, we believe his promise that he has. (laughs) Amen? Come on now. Have you been redeemed? Yes, amen. Well, put yourself in Ruth's place. You're the Ruth. Now, remember the Ruth is going to experience it. She's sitting in the house with Naomi while Boaz is fixing to go do something. Now, picture it. Sit, sit down with her. Sit down in Naomi's house. A young lady Promised by Boaz, no kinsman redeemer. I'll go redeem you. You'll be mine. You'll be my bride. And if he doesn't do it, it'll not be done. Her hope is not in herself or her works or her merits. Her hope is in her redeemer. Oh, he'll do it. He said he would. Eternity depends on what he does. Whether I ever belong to him and become a part of the family depends on what he does, not what don't I do. But Ruth had the utmost confidence, belief, and trust in Boaz. I don't forget what I said yesterday. Faith is not faith alone. You can have faith in anything. It's faith in the Redeemer. It's faith in what He does. It's faith in the blood, if you want to know. If you want to put it in good language, it's faith in the redemptive price He prayed, which is the blood of the Lamb. It's not just faith, it's faith in Jesus. Not just faith in Jesus, but faith in what Jesus Christ did for you on Father and in the heavenly sanctuary when He redeemed you by His blood. She said, sit there till you know. But no guess so, think so, maybe so. It wouldn't have done her any good to have begged and pleaded and walked. It didn't depend on begging and pleading and weeping. It's good to weep over your sins. It's good to repent of your sins. But there comes a time when weeping won't merit you anything. Sorrow won't merit you anything. Mourning won't merit you. Nothing merit you anything. The only thing that will merit you is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's better than I handle this morning. Has anybody drunk out of this water? I'm going to give you another. I'm afraid Bob Harbin's been up here. You got yours back there? Now listen, you lost folks today. The Holy Ghost seeking rest for you like we saw in the first part of this chapter. Is that a preacher? I don't know that I'm saved. 
Have you ever known that you're lost? If you ever know you're lost, put yourself in, in Boaz's field as a glitter. Positionally and declare yourself lost. The Holy Ghost will bring you to Jesus. And what will save you is faith in the Redeemer. He said, I'd love to know. Well, there's good tidings of great joy. They shall be to all people. And those tidings can come to you. Here she is in the house. Tidings haven't come yet. Naomi says, sit still, Ruth. Stay here. Stay here. If you'll see the outline, Ruth works not, nor does she depend on the merits. Ruth sits still, waiting to hear from her Redeemer and what He has done for her. All right, now let's look in the fourth chapter. Verse number one. They went Boaz up to the gate. Now look at your outline. Boaz performs redemption by himself. The first thing he does, he ascends to the gate. Now what was the first thing Jesus Christ did in the realm of redemption? Now I know he died on the cross and he presented his blood. But what's the first thing he did? He ascended. In the book of John... When he appeared to Mary Magdalene, Jesus said, Touch me not, for I haven't yet ascended. He went up to the gate, ladies and gentlemen, to do a work by himself. Redemption is purchased by Jesus and Jesus alone. Without the aid or the help of any man, woman, boy, or girl. He does it all by himself. Ruth didn't have one thing to do with the redemption. It was all left up to Boaz. What is done is not done by Ruth. It's done by Boaz. He had to ascend up to the gate. He had to ascend up on high in order to do the work of redemption. The work of redemption couldn't be done by here where sinners were. It had to be done up where God is and the heavenly court is and the authority is. That's the reason Boaz left where Ruth was to go to the gate to redeem her and then use it had to come back to where Ruth was that she'd been accepted and the judgment had been passed and the, the price had been paid and it was sufficient. See, the question is, will Boaz have sufficient to purchase her? Can he pay the price? She says he can, but it's not left up to her. He's got to do it literally. That's the reason why Jesus ascended literally. He put his blood in the heaven, heavenly sanctuary literally. Oh, tell you, I got to thinking this morning. I want you to turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 9 quickly. The book of Hebrews chapter 9. Look at verse 11. In chapter number 9 and verse number 11. But Christ being coming high priest to good things to come by a greater more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is to say not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once. Do you see that? He entered in. No man went in with him. He went in by himself. He went in as the high priest. To obtain the eternal redemption for us. And the scripture said he went in once into the holy place. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. 
And verse number 24 says, For Christ is not entered until a holy place is made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but in the heaven itself, not to appear in the presence of God for us. Oh, you see that for us? Instead of us, He went in and presented Himself before God the Father on our behalf. And He went in with that price which purchases redemption for us to pay the debt. And that's His precious blood. He did it. He did it. Oh, I didn't do it. He did it. Don't tell me you don't love Jesus. You can't keep from loving Jesus if you say. He's the Redeemer. He went in for you. When you couldn't go in for yourself and the human race couldn't make it, he said, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, and I'll do it by myself. Oh, do I like that. No wonder that book of Ephesians says, the same one descended into the lower part and then ascended on high and led a multitude captive. Now I'm grateful to my God. That came a time when Jesus went to heaven just like Boaz went up to the gate to represent me. He didn't go for himself. He went for me. He went for sinners. He ascended to the gate. Now go back to the book of Ruth. Now remember Ruth is sitting still with Naomi. She's in good hands with Naomi. That's the reason why you're in good hands with the Holy Ghost. When you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, like Naomi was under control of Ruth, you're in good hands until you find you've been redeemed. Well, when you find what He's done for, already done for you, not going to do for you, you're going to believe it. It's over. You already got the tidings. And you say, Glory to God, it's done. But you're in good hands. Naomi's hands, Holy Ghost hands for us until the tidings come. So here she is. Nothing she can do. Nothing of hers does he bring, does he bring, does he bring with her. Now don't miss that. That little phrase says there's nothing of hers he brings with him. Is that right? To do this redemption, he offers nothing to the court, to the elders that came from Ruth. Nothing that comes from you pleases the Heavenly Father. You folks who think you're going to make it by works, you better know no work will be presented to God for your addiction. Well, I don't believe he'll put me in hell. I've been good. Boaz didn't present the goodness of Ruth for her redemption. He didn't plead before the court on her behalf because of her merits or her works. There was not one thing that came from Ruth that Boaz used in the court at the gate to redeem her. That's the reason why it all came from Boaz and not from Ruth. Well, if you believe that, that's settled this thing of salvation by the water. And salvation by works and merits and morals and good deeds. It said it once and for all that salvation came from Boaz, his blood, I, the Jesus' blood. Now, I can't keep him back because Boaz is a type and Jesus has already fulfilled the type. And Boaz, I know, is Ruth's redeemer, but Jesus is mine. Heavenly days. Mmm. And, and look, in the eye, it is Boaz's work, not Ruth, that matters. Ephesians 2.10 said, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He doesn't want you to work, he'll work on you. Ruth didn't have to go to the gate to work for the elders. Boaz went and worked for Ruth in the presentation of the debt paid. Ooh. It's not your work, it's his. It's not what you do, it's what he does. It's not what comes from you, it's what comes from him. And he didn't go in for himself, <laughs> he went in to get Ruth. <laughs> Jesus didn't ascend back to heaven. 
for himself. He'd already been there before he came. He went back to me. He went back to talk to the Father about me. <laughs> he wanted to go back and talk to the Father what it took for me to be his bride. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Boaz looked for the court because he wanted her. He said, boy, I wanted God. He wanted you long before you ever wanted him. And if he wasn't wanted you, you never would want him. He said, well, how do I know he wanted me? Because he went into heaven's court and redeemed you and purchased you and made it possible for you to have everlasting life and, and be the bride before you ever knew it. Before you ever sat in Naomi's chair and heard the Holy Ghost say, trust and believe, he already provided the redemption for you. But he... Then Boaz, trustful, dependent. Oh, the works according to the law. And I, I'm glad that's true. He has sins in the outline, in the little, little, little small b. Boaz ascends to the gate for one purpose, the redemption of Ruth. And that, that song, Brother Johnny, that you see, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I, that's even deeper than the cross. When he went to heaven, I was on his mind. When he ascended, I was on his mind. When he appeared before the Father, I was on his mind. And when he makes a transaction, I was on his mind. Boaz didn't have the one thing on his mind, that was Ruth. That's the reason God, the Lord Jesus, has one thing on his mind, and that's you sinners. He wants to save you sinners. He wants to pay the cost for you sinners. He wants you to be saved more than you ever wanted to be saved, and he'll do everything within his power and strength to provide that for you so you don't have to provide it for yourself. Man, what a redeemer. He said, the preacher, I'll give him all the money I got. Don't you know it's not your sacrifice, but his? It's not what you give up or what you take home. It's the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Oh, Jesus had us on his mind. Look at number two. Boaz assembles the court. Oh, my. Look at verse number one again. They went Boaz up to the gate, set him down there, the whole kinsman. Hey, don't you like to sit down? And he here sitting down over here as we sit down there in his house. One sitting down waiting to be redeemed, and the other sitting down waiting to redeem her. Now he sits down, and behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spoke came by. This is what he said back up in chapter number three about that other kinsman. We're fixing to deal with him. And to whom he said, Hold such a one, turn aside and sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit you down here, and they sat down. Look at your outline of the points here. Boaz summons the other kinsman, he gathers the court. These will be the witnesses of the transaction. These will confirm the redemption on the part of Boaz. That redemption must be done before authoritative officials, which are those elders. Let me say something to you, sinners. Redemption is not a fly-by-night plan of God. It was neither something Jesus did in secret. He did it openly and publicly before God the Father and authoritative figures in glory. Boaz knew. He couldn't just say, Ruth, come and live with me. I'm the Redeemer. Ruth knew she couldn't just go live with the Redeemer, shack up with him until she became his wife. That wasn't possible for a Moabite without redemption. like marriage today to some people. They say don't get married, just go live together. And they call it marriage. Yeah. Folks are doing the same thing in salvation. 
They say, well, just go down and say, you believe in Jesus. Jesus, who do you believe in? Jesus, what do you believe in? Do you believe in the one that shed his blood? Do you believe in the one who redeemed you? If you did, that redemption is not a fly-by-night thing. You don't shack up with Jesus. You've got to be changed and made a new creature through the blood of the Lamb. She wanted rest. She wanted an abiding place. She had asked him in chapter 3 when she laid at his feet, make me your bride. Make me your bride. Let me belong to you. How do you become the bride? How do you become a child of God? You don't do it by just making some little statement. You do it through the shed blood of the Savior. You do it through his redemption. But it's not by works. You don't labor at it. It's trusting, not trying. Amen. Don't think I'm trying to make this thing by works. And I, I know you don't think that. But it's, it's authoritative. Boaz himself ascended to the gate. He assembled first that first kinsman. Then he assembled all the elders. Ten of them at least. A quorum that was necessary to officially pass the judgment on his presentation. In other words, Boaz's presentation of the price had to meet the approval of the council. And if it didn't meet the approval of the council, then Boaz could not redeem Ruth. And when Jesus Christ presented his blood in the heavenly sanctuary, it had to present, it had to meet the approval of God the Father and heaven's court and what heaven required for Ruth's redemption. And that's the reason why heaven's court doesn't believe but one thing, that's redemption through the blood. You say on this earth people are changing their concepts. They're tearing blood out. You haven't changed the authoritative figures in glory. They still believe the same thing they always believe. Ever since the Son of God, the heavenly high priest entered into the heavenly sanctuary and presented that which satisfied the God the Father and heaven's court. Boaz says, I'm satisfied with it, but i got to make sure the council is. I gotta make sure the judge is. I gotta make sure the jury is. And if I can present that at the gate before the authoritative figures and have their approval and sentence passed on it and it passes judgment and they say, Boaz, you can have Ruth, then Ruth can be, can belong to Boaz. That's the way it was with Jesus. He just didn't try to take a bride until he purchased her. And he couldn't purchase her until it met with the approval of heaven's court. God the Father had to approve of it. Oh. And all the jury in heaven had to approve of it. And I got news for you, the jury goes along with the judge. <laughs> oh, but the judge has got to approve. The court's got to approve. They have got to authorize the Redeemer to take the bride. Now folks, let me tell you something. Boaz cannot take Ruth without the court's approval. Jesus couldn't take you unless the Father passed sentence on the offering he gave and the price he paid as sufficient to save sinners. And if the Father passes sentence on the sacrifice and the price Jesus paid, then the Father says to the Son, Send the Holy Ghost or send out a nail in this house which is the Holy Ghost and tell them that heaven's court passed on the Redeemer's price. Amen. Are you folks still with me? Yeah. Heavenly day. Hey, glory to God, I like that place. That's what it was. It was a heavenly day. I know. Look at the B. Look at the B. Look at the B. Underline the B. Circle the B. Put parenthesis around the B. Boaz purchases Ruth for himself. You say, but now I'm saved. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. I want to ask you to do something for me, if you would, please. That lady you see right over there is named Rachel. I married her. You ask her if I'm free to do whatever I please. Now I know when you get saved, Jesus works when you want to. But I see these folks who say, 
Well, I'm saved now. Once saved, always saved. I'm going to live like the devil and have myself a thing. And some sinners say, well, now I'm saved and I'm free to do whatever I want to. He didn't make you free to do what you want to. He made you free to belong to Boaz, to belong to Jesus. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Amen. A lot of folks don't get saved. They don't get saved for themselves, not for Boaz. Not for Jesus. The Bible said he created all things for his own glory. He didn't save me for me, he saved me for him. Yeah, I needed it. But he redeemed me. So I belong to him. Whew, hallelujah, what a truth. I look, verses 3, three six. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, that has come again out of the country of Moab, selleth the parcel of land, which was our brother Limelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants. Now, see, here it is. Here, here, here it is before the elders. Here it is publicly before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If I will redeem it, redeem it. If I will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Then he said, Boaz, what day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi? Thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it not for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Now if you'll notice your outline, Boaz presents the case. The kinsman must redeem the land and purchase Ruth for his wife. But the first kinsman could not redeem her. The first Pass the right of redemption to Boaz. So redemption cannot be furnished by any other man other than Boaz. What Boaz said, I'll operate by the law. And the law says that this, this man, this first kinsman's got to redeem you. But in the law, the first kinsman couldn't do for her what she needed. That's when it took Boaz. And I'm thankful to my God, in the law, nobody could redeem me. It didn't make any difference who it was. There's never been a Moses or anybody else missing in the law that could redeem me. Moses and Elijah of the prophets had to pass it on to the true one redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses said, I can't do it. Elijah said, I can't do it. But Jesus said, pass it on to me and I'll don't tell me the redeemer doesn't operate by the law he does but what the law could not do he'll do by grace that's right but he doesn't go inconsistent with the law he fulfills the law the law passed it on to the yes He will fulfill every jot and every tittle that the law required. But the man who was under the law said, I can't do it. I'm the kinsman that represents the law, and I know I'm supposed to do it, but I just can't do it. That's the reason why if salvation has been in by the law, I've been in a mess. I was a no man under the law and do it. So they pass it on to the one and only. <laughs> I'll do it. Let me at her. <laughs> he had that plan all the time. Woo! He knew what he was going to do. And Boaz officially receives the right to buy the land and purchase Ruth. In other words, in heaven's court, it's like Jesus appearing before the Father. And the Father says, the law couldn't do it. But the law is satisfied in you, Boaz. The law is satisfied in you, Jesus. The law can't find anything wrong with you doing it, Jesus. Nobody on the law could do it, but you can do it. Uh-huh. In other words, the Redeemer met the approval of heaven's court. The elder said, he'll do. Father said, he'll do. The law said, he'll do. And the prophet said, he'll do. 
Amen. Genesis to Malachi. They've been saying, he'll do. All <laughs> those disciples said, he'll do. And the angels said, he'll do. The seraphim were saying, holy, 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 he'll do. Yeah, he'll do. Pass it on to him. Who are we going to give it to? Pass it on to him. There he is right there. He meets the approval of all the law and all the prophets and all the angels and the cherubims and the heavenly father said he'll do. Give him the right to speak. <laughs> oh, when the law got set up. <laughs> and all the evidence court got set up. Jesus said, now I can do the talking. <laughs> and let me tell you why I came here. Oh, let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what the price I got. Let, 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 let me give you the price and see whether that meets your satisfaction. You just saw the law couldn't do it. Now let me tell you what I can do for it. All right. Okay, look at the outline again. Oh, the first kinsman. This is one prince's son to the small b under b. The first kinsman affirms Boaz's right by pulling off his sheep. This act was a testimonial in Israel concerning redeeming. Therefore, it gave Boaz the right to officially be appear before heaven's court. Now, this kinsman doesn't have the right to give Boaz the right for Ruth. He just passes on like the law does to Jesus and says, I can't do it, but I'm going to give you the right to do it. In other words, it meets their approval. And Jesus met the approval of the law, as I said, and all the prophets and all the word of God. Everything ever declared in the word of God points to Jesus and he meets the approval of the Old Testament and New Testament prophets. Hey, folks, he meets the approval of everyone in heaven's court. All right, but now look at Boaz's purchase. Here it is, right here. Here's where we've been coming. Here she sits down at the house. Now he's standing. Boy, he's no longer sitting for us. I know it doesn't say he's standing, but I believe he said, law can't do it, no one else can do it. Now he stands before the judge. He stands before the elders to do his work. Now it's lived by a second swing. He either does here or he doesn't do. Her success or failure her acceptance or rejection depends on what happens here. Can you see that? Alright, let's look. Now at verse number 7. Now this was the manner of former time in Israel concerning demon and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, there has to be a confirmation, has to have the approval. Man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbors, and this was a testimony in Israel. Therefore the kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thee. There's that emphasis again. Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe. And Boaz said unto the elders and to all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malion's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of Malion, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place. You are witnesses this day. Now I want you to hold your Bible there and turn with me just to one verse. I want you to see it. That's the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Ruth had to be purchased by Boaz with money. But you had to be purchased by Jesus with his blood. No wonder this, the Bible said that Jesus was foreordained for the foundation of the world Set apart as a lamb, he said this. And he said, you will not redeem with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamb without spot and without blemish. Now you lost those. Let me tell you something this morning. Jesus Christ presented his blood to purchase you. Don't let any of this modern theology get in you that salvation's through its death and without its blood. It is still the blood of the Lamb. It's still the purchase price. It met the approval of 
heaven's court if you're accepted you're accepted because heaven's court accepted the redeemer's purchase price man I love the blood what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus I like Jesus paid it all all to him I didn't pay the price he paid the price he put on his purchase price which was his blood Redemption has been accepted looking for a messenger that came from Boaz. That's a preacher if you don't know what that is. Well, what I like to see is when Boaz finishes and he goes over there to that messenger and says, Go fetch her. That's what the word took me. Fetch her. Means to sin for. <laughs> hey. My number one messenger. Go over and tell Ruth. She's mine. Give her some knowledgeable truth. That the gate passed on the price. And tell her she can't officially and authoritatively be mine. For I see that messenger, he's called an evangel. Preacher, evangelist, whatever you want to call him, but he's a tidings bearer. I hear him going down with that. Hey, Ruth, Ruth, here I come, Ruth. I got good news, Ruth. Hey, I got new good news, Ruth. Woo! Wait till I tell her what Boaz did. No wonder the preacher, if he's a real preacher, he's preaching about what Jesus did. He's preaching about the cross. He's preaching about the blood. He's not preaching about works. He's got good news for the sinner. Hey, good news. Good tidings, which will be to all people. Here comes the messenger. Here's Ruth. I remember. <laughs> Sit still! Ruth, I'm still, Naomi. I just got assurance. I can see somebody come by and say, Ruth, he won't do it. Shut up. How you know I will, Ruth? He gave me his promise. He gave me that corn in his veil, in my veil. And I brought it home. And it bore witness to Naomi. And Naomi said, according to what Boaz gave you, bear witness to me. I'm bearing witness to you that he'll do it. That's the reason why the Lord Jesus is the word. He bears witness to the Holy Ghost that he'll do it for me. And so the Holy Ghost bears witness to me that whatever his word says is true. And so I, I can see Ruth sitting there saying, shut up. Leave me alone. And I'd see somebody else come by and say, Ruth, you're as good as anybody else. Nothing wrong with you. I'd hear her say, shut up. Has nothing to do with my goodness. I'm waiting to see what, see what the purchase price bought for me. Yeah. Ooh, I'm waiting to hear some tidings. About that time I'd say, hey Naomi. Is that what? I see somebody kicking up dust down under. Man, Naomi, it must be all right. He got a big grin on his face. Hey, Naomi, I see him waving his hand like that. Listen, Naomi, you, you, you hear what he's saying? Ruth, is he, I mean, Naomi, is he saying what I really think he's saying? I believe he's saying, Ruth, Ruth, good tidings, good tidings. Good tidings, good tidings, good tidings, good tidings. Boy, I can see that, that messenger run up, get to that doorway, and say, Ruth, guess what? It's done! It's done! The great transaction's done! Yeah. 
do it. He's already done it. Yes, amen. Man, I thank God for the day when He finally brought me to the end of myself as a law sinner. And I know all I can do. I've labored at it. I've tried it. And nothing worked. And the Holy Ghost said, just settle down. And I said, it's done! It's done! The great transactions done! That's not faith in what I did. That's faith in what he did. Let me tell you what salvation is. It's when you as a sinner convicted by the Holy Ghost take your place and say yes I am lost and the Holy Ghost says come down to my house and settle down at the altar and when you do it will be done tell me. You say, preacher, can't be that easy. It's not that easy. Whoever said it was easy? Jesus died on the cross. He ascended with his blood. That was the hard part. He did the hard part so you could believe nothing but believe. That's where you are. If you're lost and you know it, just run down here and say I'm lost. And as soon as you hit the chair, you can say, it's done, it's done. The great transaction's done. He redeemed me. Now I belong to the living. And he took her for his bride. And they bore kids. Some of you are lost. You know you're lost. You thought being lost was terrible. No. When you know you're lost later, sitting here in Boaz's field, the Lord Jesus' church, has good news for you. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. What chapter 2 is all about. The goodness of God leads you to repentance. He's been good to you to keep you alive. He's been good to you to put you in a gospel preaching and believing church. He's been good to you. In fact, He's so good to you that He, the Lord Jesus, the Redeemer, sent a messenger in here along with several messengers to say to you, whatever your name is, whosoever, you've been redeemed. You've been redeemed. And if you're at Naomi's house, all you got to do is just settle down and say it's done. Yeah. Not going to be done. It's already done. Let's stand for our prayer, please. Father, I believe there's some that are here lost today. They've never known what faith was. They've never known faith in the Redeemer. The shed blood of the Lord Jesus that purchased the right and purchased the possession by His blood. Lord, I pray for that sinner right now. Oh, that the Holy Spirit say, be still. Sit still. Come on. Sit down in the chair. Believe. It's done. He's done it for you. Trust Him. Believe Him. And He'll change you. He'll make you His bride.